0: You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Hey, thanks for joining me this uh, first TIFF weekend. Summer's not over, folks. I know everyone said it was when the CNE ended and school started, but it's not because if you're outside today, you totally know summer is not over. So let's milk this warm weather for as long as we can. Um, I'm actually, I'll be away for the next. Two weekends. I'm not away for two weeks. I just happen to be not available on the weekend. So next weekend, I'm heading to Prince Edward Island. I'm so excited. I've not been there since I was uh, maybe seven or eight years old. So it's been over thirty years. Um, and the last time I was there, there was no bridge to, to drive there. And I think the only reason we went there was to see Anne of Green Gables. But um, I'm actually going, this is super fun. I'm going to be a judge for a chowder competition for the International Shellfish Festival in, uh, in PEI. And if you know me with my East Coast roots, I I could just live on shellfish. Like if you said I was just going to eat clams and oysters and mussels and crab and lobster, I would be I'd be happy as a clam. Uh-huh. Nah. My Catherwood, thank you so much for having a fake smile when I said that
0: gold pay gold
1: (laughs) don't steal it i'm sure you've never heard that joke before uh so because of that i uh because i'm away next weekend and then the the weekend after uh, i'm packing a lot into today's show so i've uh i'm i've got several giveaways so the next the following weekend I'm all over the place. The Toronto Fall Home Show is taking place September 23rd to 25th at the Enercare Centre at Exhibition Place. I'm actually hosting the stage there and I'll be doing demos. Uh, so I've also got tickets to give away because I would love it if, uh, you know, some of you loyal listeners wanted to come to the home show. I have 10 pairs of tickets to give away. Just text in 71010. Text in any time during the show. Uh, make sure you give me your first and last name. I'll, let, I'll notify when before the end of the show, about uh, your tickets. Uh, they're worth $15 a piece, so it's $30 bucks right there. Free admission to check out the home show. Again, that's the weekend of September 23rd to 25th at the Endicare Center at Exhibition Place. Lots of great things to see down there, uh, including really great uh, demos and um, speakers. So, anything you want to know about home decor, renovation, um, ideas on, there's even like ideas on. Uh, insulating your home, your windows, you want to do something to your garage, landscaping. You've got all the experts in one spot. So it is definitely a really informative show to be at and uh, lots of great uh, vendors and and people there. So text in 71010 anytime during the show. Just make sure you have your first and last name and you have a chance to win a pair of tickets to the fall home show. Um, The other thing I'm giving away, and I'll give you details later on in the show, is I've got uh, a $100 gift basket to give away, courtesy of Zespri. Kiwi, kiwi fruit. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard of sun gold kiwi. If you thought kiwi was only green, well, think again. Uh, the zespri sun gold kiwi fruit, it's actually bright yellow. It's sweeter than the green variety. It tastes kind of like a cross between a mango and a strawberry. And uh, I, I'm willing to bet that many of you have never seen this because it looks very similar to the green kiwi fruit on the outside. It's, you know, it's brown, it's an oval shape, um, but it's just a different variety of kiwi. So I've been doing some work with them and uh, it's been really fun to kind of, at this age, discover a new fruit that I can buy at the grocery store. So I'll give you more information on how you can win a really great $100 prize pack that includes some beautiful Kate Spade products in that gift basket as well. And coming up in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about something that I'm willing to bet you have in your kitchen. I'm pretty confident most of you listening have garlic somewhere in some form in your kitchen, in your pantry or your cupboard. So I don't know how much you know about the garlic that's kicking around. I mean, do you know the variety? Do you know how fresh it is, where it was grown? You might think there's only one or two types, but I want to school you on the varieties of garlic you can buy and grow in Ontario and how you can try many kinds at the uh, Toronto Garlic Festival. So more info about that coming up in the second half of the show. But my first guest in studio, he's going to save you money. In fact, he could probably save you a lot of money. So you want to remember his name because you'll probably want to thank him at the end of the year when you realize like, hey, this guy actually, uh, he told me something that helped me save a couple of dollars. So Richard Goldhar is here. He is a licensed insolvency trustee and debt expert from Goldhar & Associates. Welcome to the show, Richard.
0: Thank you, Pei. Thank you for having us on.
1: Okay, so... uh, Insolvency trustee, what does that mean in a nutshell?
0: In a nutshell, we're licensed by the Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy. So we've all gone through a regimented program and passed successfully at the end of the course to be licensed by the office to deal with every individual and corporation's debt here in Canada.
1: Okay. So the people you work with are basically, they're people who are in debt. They're climbing, they're clawing to get out.
0: Absolutely. They're typically trying to use our services to help them Get themselves debt free and shed the debt. So,
1: are they, what kind of debt are we talking about? Like uh, credit card debt? I, I feel like that's an easy one, right? Yeah, like- there
0: could be credit card debt, could be student loan debt, could be debt that's owing to old utility bills, oh. could be debt from former landlords. Okay. All sorts of debt. So, basically,
1: they owe people money, then they need help. Absolutely. And that's when they come to you. Um, who are your typical clients. Like I wanted to say a lot of, for people who, let's just say, um, don't have huge debt problems, maybe have like the good debt, like a mortgage, which is what my mortgage broker told me. He said, this is good debt. I'm like, okay, it's six <laughs> figures, but if you are going to call it good debt? That sounds good. Um, you know, Some of us might judge people who need help from a debt expert by saying, well, they're just people who are bad with
0: their money. That's totally incorrect. I would tell you that your best friend could be using my service. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask me all the time, Who's a person in debt? And I look at them and I say, it could be me and it could be you. Right. Um, it could be someone who actually makes a really good income. Absolutely. There could be doctors, dentists, lawyers, accountants, executives at a company who may, maybe recently got laid off or had a family trauma. Right. There's always a reason that somebody has slid themselves into debt and it's not always because they're bad money managers.
1: Now, you've got a couple of great tips and I've talked to different financial experts and so some of them I... Um, there are things that there are tips that I've heard before. It doesn't mean I always follow them, but I've heard them before. You know, things like uh, using cash. You know, you say use your own money, which makes sense. What do you mean by that when you say like use your own money?
0: So, so I, I say it two ways. One, either use your debit card because your debit card ideally is your own cash in your bank account. Right, because it's comes
1: it's coming out automatically.
0: It's coming right? out automatically. Or actually physically use some cash. You know, there's multiple ways to budget and you know it's it's always best if you try to avoid those credit cards and lines of credits and overdrafts because eventually you gotta pay them back.
1: And I also uh, was told that you can tell me ways to save like like hundreds of dollars basically on my banking fees. So
0: You know, the best way to save them is to watch the plans you're in. Some banks out there have very low monthly costs and Mm -hmm. have you unlimited transactions or a lot of transactions. You really got to read the fine print when you're going into the Okay, but uh, Richard, come on. Who reads the fine print? I know. That's why I'm trying to tell people: the better the fine print you read, the better off you're going to be. Okay,
1: can I tell you what happened to me very recently? And I was livid. So I have a very old bank account. Um, It's basically a grandfathered account. I uh, I opened this. My first bank account I opened when I was 10 years old. My dad took me to the bank um, in Spryfield, Nova Scotia, Mm -hmm. and I had at the age of 10, I think I I want to say I had like eighty dollars. Like I. I scrimped and saved, you know the reason I used to have get money was because my uncle would do things like uh to keep us quiet in the car he would take a Rubik 's cube and he would mess it all up, and then that way he would hand it to myself or my brother and if we could fix the Rubik 's cube, we got a dollar so it worked in two ways one it was to kind of like keep our brains active and the other was to keep us from fighting and to keep us quiet so I would slowly save up a dollar um i He used to give me money for a good grades on my you know on my report cards. Maybe I got a dollar for every like A, you know, when you're five, when you're in grade five, it's not that hard. Um, So I had, I was a bit of a hoarder. So I had money and I was taken to the bank and I opened up this bank account, which I still have that same account. And I have to keep a minimum in there. And then all of a sudden I noticed, because now everything's online, you don't get the paper statements anymore. I noticed online that my bank had been charging me $10 a month For this account. Up until now, it's cost me nothing because I've had a minimum. I do a couple of transactions. doesn't cost me. And I went back. And this is when I say no one reads the fine print. Apparently, my account had switched over to costing me $10 a month over a year and a half ago. How is this allowed to happen?
0: I know. It's a very unfortunate situation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're like, you're an idiot because you let it go an hour and a half. (laughs) I mean, a year and a
0: half. I I was going to say, maybe you still left your address in Spryfield. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, ideally go back to the bank and talk to them. Most banks in Canada are really, really uh, conducive to talking to individuals, especially if mm-hmm. you're in long term. Try to talk to them, see if they'll help you out. I can't promise you're going to. Yeah. But on a go forward basis, Make a point with the financial advisor and tell them if you're only doing a few transactions, they'll for sure help you pick an account with the least amount of money. And you might even have to unfortunately change banks because there are definitely discount banks out there these days.
1: See, I was just going to ask your suggestion because uh, I've been with that bank for 30 years and suddenly they were charging me like $10 a month. So basically I was out 150 bucks that I had no clue, right? Because I didn't know. That they could they could do that. So that's part of. I know that kind of goes back a long way of saying um, that you we need to pay attention
0: to these things. Absolutely, you know, and it, and it goes a long way with even helping you reduce your debt. Right? You got to read all the fine prints of the credit cards, the lines of credits, the overdrafts. Okay.
1: You, oh, sorry. Um, you also so use the ATM belonging to your bank. Not everyone does that.
0: I know. We well, should. I know, you know, especially if you have like one of the major chartered banks, mm-hmm. you know, you can find them like in Petros a lot of times. Like they're like you just know where your bank's accounts are. And for instance, some of the credit unions they've actually come together now, and you can use ATMs from various credit unions, and it won't charge you. So, oh,
1: okay. Because it's it doesn't cost me anyway when I use my own like my bank's right. ATM. But when mm-hmm. I'm using someone else's, what is it a dollar fifty, two
0: dollars? Should be something around that. Like I I don't really follow it that yeah. much. But it's generally you get charged by your bank and you get charged by the bank that you're taking the money out of.
1: Well, in in my mind, I'm like it's just a dollar fifty, but it. It really adds up. I I absolutely know it does. Okay, so Richard's going to stick around. We're going to have some more uh, tips for you. A couple things you may not know about, including what monthly bill could be affecting your credit score, and you likely don't know this. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Now we'll take a look at your drive with News Talk 1010, Time Saver Traffic.
2: The majors collision-free. One construction spot to keep in mind, though. Eastbound 401 collectors, the off-ramp to the southbound of 427, down to a single lane right now with road work. And in town, we have a collision King west of River. Eastbound Fleet from Lakeshore to Bathurst closed for emergency hydro work. And TIF's on, so King is closed. Spadina to University and John from King to Wellington. Intermittent showers, possible thunderstorms this afternoon. A high of 26, down to 16 overnight. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and a high of 23 degrees. I'm Martin Cook with Toronto's breaking news, traffic and weather. In-depth radio, News Talk 1010. Your next update at 3.30. Now, back to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Hey, welcome back to the show. My guest in studio right now, I have Richard Goldhart. He's a licensed insolvency trustee and debt expert with Goldhart & Associates. Uh, congrats. You're
0: growing quite uh, quickly across Ontario. Thank you. Yes, we are the fastest growing independent firm. How many we, offices do you have? Uh, we have 16, 16 offices. Wow. That's a a lot of people.
1: That's a lot of people in (laughs) debt,
0: now that I think about it. You know, we try to be the fast, friendly debt relief people. So, Well, you are
1: actually quite friendly. I always thought that you'd be like a grumpy kind of person because you're dealing with people who are
0: probably quite stressed. Absolutely. But we try to take what may be a bad situation and make it as good as possible. So, uh, you've got a couple of great tips on
1: um, saving money. There's some things that I think people know. So, we talked about like, you know, use your banks own ATM. It's surprising how that kind of adds up. One thing I was really surprised to learn, I had no idea, is um, that our cell phone bill, if we pay that late,
0: that could be affecting our credit score. That's correct. So, any bill that reports to TransUnion or Equifax, those are the two providers in Canada of data for, for scores, um, if any utility or cell phone provider reports to them, it will reflect negatively when you go to apply for new debt and could attempt to cost you more money and interest. So what, would, what, what do you mean by new debt? Uh, so if you're applying for a new mortgage, if you're applying for another credit card, if you're okay. applying to get a new utility, you're moving you're mm-hmm. moving from Oshawa to Whitby and you need to get Whitby Hydro, they're gonna check your credit to see if you qualify, type thing.
1: I had, I always thought that our credit score was really um just affected by our credit cards.
0: No, there's me- there's multiple points that will ref- relate.
1: Because I've had to get a credit score rating uh, when I was applying for an apartment like yes. they've they uh, that's quite common to ask landlords will ask that for a, for a credit report yes um so you're so my cell phone bill I should be paying on time <laughs> you'll be a good thing I don't always pay some of my bills are like direct debit so it comes, others I actually have to go on and log into my bank account and pay um, but that's That was a little bit surprising to me. All right. You also
0: suggest that – oh, you also say the cheapest way to pay our bills is online? I always suggest that, right? Because you don't have to pay for a stamp if you're mailing the check. You don't have to pay to print the checks. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, You know, and if you forget. Or the mail strikes or anything like yeah, that. all <laughs> those pending mail strikes. You've got all those problems, so it's just easier. You pay it the same day, get the company gets it, and you don't have to pay interest. Okay, but my parents, for example, who are not
1: good with the internet, they, go to, they pay their uh, bills at the bank. At the teller. Does that cost money? I thought
0: it was, I thought it didn't cost money because the lady works at the bank. (laughs) Exactly. No, it goes back to my original point. You got to read that fine print on the bank statement.
1: I never, okay. Text in if you've ever read the fine print on your bank statement. Because if you have, you're the most brilliant person right now in the GTA. Um, But is is it not a free service? Some banks it is and some banks (gasps) it isn't. Really? Yep. What might it cost you at a teller, like a, a, a dollar or so? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. A dollar or two. I, I don't
0: work for the bank. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> that
1: was an unfair question. Um, I'm just like, a, but that's typically there's sort of transaction, a service fee that. Absolutely. They,
0: typically, most accounts give you so many transactions, so many withdrawals, that type of thing. I always wow. I really had no clue.
1: I had no. I I just thought because it was my bank and they had staff, I was allowed to go and use their staff. Right.
0: It's a good point, but I guess that you know the bank wants to make those quarterly <laughs> revenues for.
1: And by I, I user stuff, I mean I go in and I ask for like haircuts and stuff, and they say get out. Um, <laughs> all right, and uh, what? Okay, also one well, other thing I didn't realize is I do have a credit card that's tied to a point system. There's a lot of them. There's uh, you know Air Miles, Aeroplan, that sort of thing. Um, I try to choose one that I think I can get a really great. A reward for later on, but I did not realize uh it's you 're paying essentially for that points program how what do you so, mean by that
0: so it 's a two way street um, one you have to look at the yearly cost of acquiring that card sometimes they 're free, but I had one that was fifty dollars right so that 's in essence you 're paying for your points oh right, and <laughs> then the other side is that the places that you 're buying your stuff from like you know when you go to shoppers or wherever and you use your credit card, they also pay a percentage to have that service of offering it to you. So.
1: so what are you saying is a better bet? To have a points card or to not have? Like, what is the best so if option? You're, if,
0: you're, if you're budget conscious, mm-hmm. um, you know, the amount of points you need to redeem generally is excessive, so you might want to watch what you're ca- paying to have those cards, and if you have to pay any money to have those cards, it might not be worth your while. you to have to do a bit of mathematical exercise to see mm-hmm. which one's the best for you.
1: Okay. Yeah, they're not always great, and I had one that I've been collecting points for for years. Actually, what's happening now is they're expiring the points, many of those programs, right? Yeah. Well, I'm never going to get that dream cruise. It's, I thought it was going to take me 50 years to save up for that one. Uh, okay. What about... Um, Credit. Oh, so, okay, we covered the credit cards with the points programs, but they also—I
0: didn't realize this—the interest rate might be different. Absolutely. So that's one hundred percent. So you have to look at the credit card interest rates. Um, when you go, typically when you go to retail credit cards, they're much higher interest rates than bank credit cards. Um, and one other thing I'm going to say is, please try not to have your credit cards carry a monthly balance of more than forty percent of the value of the credit card. So if you're wait, thousand- say that again.
3: So try if you have
0: to. a $1,000 credit card, try not to carry a balance of more than $400 from one month to the next. Why? Because that hurts the credit score. But if it's
1: less than 40%? It's,
0: four, it's a 40%. They say it's not as bad. Again, you're going to have to check with TransUnion and Equifax on how they calculate, but that's traditionally been the the mantra that they tell us. So
1: if we are, some, if we are a person who may carry uh, a balance, let's say, on a credit card from month to month, I'm sure you advise against that. I right? do. Cash, okay. Cash is king. Cash into cash is king. If someone would give me more cash, it'd be great. Um if we are someone who let's say because we made a large purchase and we are carrying uh monthly, what is a good um like in good or what is the
0: best case scenario interest rate that you suggest for people? So I try I say always the lowest. So sometimes it will require actually transferring balances to a new credit card, you got to look to see if... But what's considered low-ish? 10%, 11%. So that
1: exists? Sometimes. Okay. On the
0: bank credit cards, I see them. They have introductory specials. Sometimes they have introductory specials at 3% if you balance transfer for a few months, you know? Just look at at the... uh, marketing that's mm-hmm. going on by the banks and just see which one's offering.
1: Okay. Uh, a question I think some of our listeners might have is, does it cost... So if someone out there is listening and they have, whether it's a, a credit card debt, maybe payday loans, like you said, student loans, are just having trouble with it and they want some advice, do they have to pay you for this? What, we, how
0: does this work? No, we offer free advice. There's no issue with that. They just have to call our office and mm-hmm. I'll be happy to sit with anybody that wants to talk about their debt and how i could help them um they just have, can check out our website or they can call us on our landlines okay so what's your website so our website is shedthedebt.ca or on any mobile device they can do pound debt that's pound 3328
1: so if somebody wants advice uh it doesn't uh, so it
0: doesn't cost that's what i want to know i'm like are you going to charge
1: me to ask you questions about my debt
0: no yeah. we do not charge you at all so in essence the process should step st- in essence, be that the creditors mm-hmm. are paying our bill right. because we're collecting on their behalf. We're trying to recover as much as we can for the creditors.
1: Yeah, which is a win for them because they may not have gotten it otherwise. Absolutely.
0: So, if there are any, if there were to be any costs, we would disclose them upfront when they came in for their free consultation. So okay. they would know whatever the cost might be if they should show up.
1: Okay, good to know. So if any, so that's good. I didn't realize how what dead experts did so much. Uh, thanks for the tips. I have to go and read a lot of bank fine print after the show and figure out where all my money is going. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Richard. Uh, coming up after the break, I'll give you details on how you can win this fantastic $100 Zespri fruit gift package. And uh, also we'll tell you a little bit more about the garlic that you might have in your kitchen, but the stuff that you should probably be getting. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010.
3: And now we'll check your drive with Newstalk 1010,
1: Time Saver Traffic.
2: Still have problems. Eastbound 401 Collectors off-ramp to the southbound 427. That is down to a single lane right now with road work. In town, problems have cleared King west of River. Eastbound Fleet from Lakeshore to Bathurst remains closed for emergency hydro work. And TIFF is on, so King is closed. Spadina to University and John from King to Wellington. Showers and a possible thunderstorm this afternoon, up to 26. Tonight, the showers end, but the thunderstorm risk remains. A low of 16. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and a high of 23 degrees. I'm Martin Cook with Toronto's breaking news, traffic, and weather. In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010, your next update at 345. More with Paige on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010.
1: Welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in today. Hey, I was mentioning that I will be in uh, Prince Edward Island next weekend. Um, And if you have any suggestions, I have a free day when I'm there. Actually, kind of a free day and a half. So if you have any suggestions on where I should go, what I should visit, anywhere I should eat, I'm sure there's got to be some islanders who are listening or certainly people who've been out to PEI, feel free to text in. I would love your suggestions. 71010. You can also tweet me at Pay Chen. Also, I uh, am still taking entries for uh, tickets to the Toronto Fall Home Show, which is taking place on the 23rd to 25th. Just text in uh, your first and last name and I'll notify winners by the end of the show. And You could be walking away with two uh, free admission passes to the home show and they're worth 15 Dollars a piece. So I was mentioning throughout the show that I've got a really great Zespi, Zespri Kiwi Fruit prize package to give away. I actually have two of them, and they're worth hundred dollars each. So each one includes four Zespri SunGold Kiwi Fruit. Um, a cutting board, four small Kate Spade plates. These are really nice plates. Also a Kate Spade recipe book and a little Zespri kiwi fruit spife. It's a spoon slash knife. When you see it, it'll make total sense. Um, And you can actually enter on my website. That's sort of the easiest way to do it. So, paychen.com, click on blogs. You'll see that it's the most recent post up there, and all the info is there. So, just to give you a little bit of information, in case you didn't know, um, one kiwi provides all your daily vitamin C needs, and the sun gold kiwi fruit contains more than three times the vitamin C found in oranges. Also, the, um, they've also got the green kiwi fruit. So that's oval. It's got a brown, fuzzy skin. It's got green flesh with small black seeds. The green kiwi fruit is probably stuff you guys are a little bit more familiar with. But I want to let you know that the sun gold is actually available in most grocery stores. So it's yellow when you cut it inside. And I've got a photo on my website. Again, it's peichen.com. So it's a yellow kiwi fruit. It's sweeter than the green variety. It kind of tastes like a cross between a mango and a strawberry. So I was saying at the beginning of the show that I was kind of, Amazed that at my age, I'm discovering like a new fruit that I can buy at my grocery store down the street. So, um, again, I've got two of those prize packs worth $100 to give away. Just get onto my website, paychan.com, for your chance to win. And you could be trying the new, um, you could be trying a Sungold kiwi fruit and getting some really great little Kate Spade prizes as well. So, what's coming up soon is the uh, sixth. Toronto Garlic Festival, and that's coming up on Sunday, September 18th. And I've got Peter McCluskey here in studio with me. Welcome back. Nice to see you. Thank you, Pei. So, Peter, sixth year. Congratulations. Thank people, you very
3: much. People like garlic. They do.
1: <laughs> you also wrote a book, right? I did. Okay. And what was that called?
3: Ontario Garlic The Story from Farm to Festival.
1: It's really self-explanatory.
3: It is, but it goes a bit beyond that. I mean, we, I talk about where garlic came from in Central Asia 10,000 years ago, so I try to put it in a, in a bigger context.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, why a festival about garlic? Like, what, why?
3: <laughs> I had an inkling why when I first started it, and then that the first year when, when about 4,000 people came down, I, I knew the answer why. It, it attracts many different types of people from all ages and all walks of life. Garlic is a is a key ingredient in in the in the cuisine of many people.
1: Well, I I uh, was saying sort of at the beginning of the show that it's something that probably most people have in their home. I mean, it may not have been used for a while, but they might have it in you know in their kitchen somewhere.
3: Yes, they. It may, number one, it may be in their home, but not in a in a form that. I would approve of. <laughs> Peter
1: has very high standards for garlic. <laughs> no, no, I, is Ontario, I agree with that.
3: Ontario garlic, fresh Ontario garlic. Mm-hmm. Growing up as a kid, we had garlic salt. I didn't know, I didn't really experience Ontario garlic until six or seven years ago. And, and that's what prompted me to start the Garlic Festival. Ontario garlic is a totally different experience from imported garlic or powdered garlic, except for there's some Fresh powdered garlic you can get from Ontario garlic, but oh, the fresh that right? stuff, yeah, okay, the fresh stuff is is delicious,
1: actually, you know, what you just said makes me think back to being a kid and going to my friends. Because so we had garlic all the time. Like my parents, would, they would feed us raw garlic. They would have it thinly sliced with some sort of meat. And right. um, my brother and I, as kids, we never really liked – we just thought it was too spicy. Like as a kid, eating raw garlic is like, ooh, that's, a, that's quite a bite. But I would go to my friend's house and I remember once making a garlic bread with my friend and her mom. And garlic in their house only came in powder. Uh-huh. And we didn't have – garlic powder in our house so it was kind of a revolution like a revelation for me i was like garlic comes in powder
3: yeah it was it's so what you described happened over and over in places like toronto and and the western world as people migrated and brought their cuisine and styles of eating so it was a revolution and an evolution here in toronto there are many people who came here what i discovered in in writing the book and researching is when i interviewed someone who was uh, garlic lover and they married someone who didn't like garlic. <laughs> Their kids invariably became garlic lovers. Oh, really? So, so okay. garlic was like, the garlic lover had the dominant gene. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right? Which is good because that would yeah. be so sad to give it up. Um, What is, I guess, the, is there the, the history of garlic in Ontario or in Canada? I wouldn't have thought of it as having a separate history perhaps. I just think of it as like, well, it's an ingredient.
3: Well, the history of garlic in Ontario, the book is about garlic in Ontario. But really, that story translates to anywhere in the world. How did garlic arrive here in Ontario? And where did it start from? It Garlic was originated or became garlic 10,000 years ago in Central Asia. That's where we believe the first garlic plants started to grow. And then it migrated from Central Asia to across Europe and eventually to North America. So the story of how it got here and how it was at times loved and at other times disdained and the people who liked it weren't always appreciated for their love of garlic, that's a big story that applies to Ontario or Canada or or anywhere.
1: No, I'm just reading this note about how it wasn't exactly um, an item that was traded. Like I know that like spices or or things like that may have had some value in terms of uh, a tr- trading of ingredients or
3: food. It's a, it's a very interesting point that um, garlic migrated from Central Asia across Eurasia. And and really proliferated everywhere, in part because it could be easily planted and and grown in many places. Whereas other, later on in the spice trade, things like, like pepper or cin- cinnamon, other things, could only grow well in certain places. So they had a higher value. You couldn't easily grow them in your backyard um, as you could with garlic, which could be planted in many places.
1: All right. So uh, you're going to stick around because I, after the break, I want to talk about different varieties, which was just something... That you opened my eyes to last year because we had a conversation about the festival last year as well. Yes. Uh, it, to me, I want, to, I, want to, I want people to think about it as like apples, for example. You don't just say, here's an apple. It's a, there's a type of apple. It's a Jonah Gold. It's a Honeycrisp. It's exactly. a Granny Smith. So when you start thinking about it as like, oh my God, there's all these different varieties, it's really, it's quite Fascinating as someone who is interested in food. And trust me, I don't experiment a lot with garlic, Uh but I can appreciate um, the, you know, sort of the the value and how special it is to be able to get something locally. So the sixth annual Toronto Garlic Festival, for those who are listening, uh, takes place Sunday, September 18th at the uh, Artscape Witchwood Barn. So that's uh, St. Clair?
3: St Clair and Christie,
1: all right, so after the break, we'll also talk about what is going to be uh there at the festival. I do believe there's something involved with garlic shots. What is that Peter
3: Yes, we <laughs> have raw free raw garlic shots and uh, <laughs> uh garlic they're free. Bar- garlic <laughs> <laughs> baristas <laughs> cracking garlic all day long, and we've got a couple of uh Councillor Joel Mahvick and m p Carolyn Bennett are there among among other uh um coming out to be a garlic barista for a few minutes
1: what is that what are they doing as a garlic barista they'll
3: be uh, They'll get a, a short training on how to be a garlic barista, and it entails cracking a a clove of garlic for any any festival visitor who wants some garlic on their on their dish.
1: Oh! So
3: having a little extra shot of garlic it's a, it's something we'll talk about when we're talking about cooking garlic and yeah. using it in different ways. Okay. I love adding a bit of fresh raw garlic to whatever I'm eating. Yeah. And that's the idea behind the garlic shot station.
1: The garlic shot station. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, is there a lineup for that? Like, is yes, that popular? yeah it's very yeah. busy.
3: It's very, the um, baristas are, are cracking and, and uh, peeling garlic all day long.
1: Wow, they're working Their hard. Their
3: hands are very sore at the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll have uh, some more uh, information with Peter coming up uh, after the break. You're listening to The Paychan Show
3: here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010.
1: Now we'll check your drive with News Talk 1010. Time saver traffic.
2: Some new problems. Eastbound 401 at Mavis, a right lane blocked with a stalled vehicle there. Also, the eastbound collector's off-ramp to the southbound 427, down to a single lane right now for construction. In town, we have a collision. Lakeshore east of Park Lawn and eastbound fleet from Lakeshore to Bathurst close for emergency hydro work. And Tiff is on, so that has King close, Spadina to University, and John from King to Wellington. We have showers this afternoon, a risk of a thunderstorm, high of 26. Tonight, the showers end, going down to 16. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and a high of 23 degrees. Until October 1st, get lease rates from 0.9% and credits up to $7,500 on remaining 2016 models at the BMW X-Drive sales event. I'm Martin Cook with Toronto's breaking news, traffic and weather, in-depth radio, News Talk 1010, your next update at 4 o'clock. Now, back to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth
0: Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Here's a festival you can probably smell like blocks away. Uh, Peter McCluskey is here. He's from the Toronto Garlic Festival. Also wrote a book about the history of uh, Ontario garlic. So the sixth annual Toronto Garlic Festival taking place Sunday, September 18th. Starts at 9 a.m. Runs until 5 at the Artscape Witchwood Barns, which is... uh, Saint Clair and Christie. So there, I will
3: assume you will have farmers selling garlic. Farmers, about twenty farmers selling garlic. Twenty chefs cooking with garlic. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, twenty farmers selling garlic. Yes. Are they all different?
3: All different types of garlic.
1: How many different types of garlic are there?
3: Well, there there are about five varieties, including um, um, porcelain, uh, Rokambo, uh, purple gar- purple glazer. Uh, excuse me, marbled. Marbled purple garlic, mm-hmm. um, purple glazed garlic. They sound and like a donuts, of <laughs> and the colors are are really unusual too. The the ones that are have purple in the name yeah. actually look purple and and marbled and look really, really? amazing. But like yeah. the
1: actual um, garlic itself, like the, the marbled
3: purple garlic, the outside the skins have yeah. a kind of purpled texture, purple look. The porcelain garlic kind of looks porcelain-like.
1: Right. Uh, what is the most common type of garlic? Like, what What is the one that we're probably buying the most often that if we see in stores?
3: If you're buying Ontario garlic and go to a farmer's market or mm-hmm. garlic festival, it's probably music garlic. Okay. The garlic that you're buying in the supermarket that's imported is most likely a softneck garlic. Mm-hmm. It's a different type from what we grow here. And it's cheaper to produce, which is why big uh, ex, uh, exporters who mm-hmm. ship the garlic here want to produce that garlic. It's arguably not as flavorful as the hardneck garlic we grow here.
1: No, most of the garlic that I see in the grocery store, you can usually buy them in that little sleeve of three. Those I find – so uh, China is obviously uh, one place where we can source like cheap garlic. Sometimes I see the larger bulbs from – I want to say California
3: perhaps? It could be California, Mexico – Places like that.
1: Now, is this the garlic season? Is that why the festival is happening now? Is this or is it...
3: Yeah, I just harvested my garlic in July and it's Mm -hmm. been been curing during August. So it's typically harvested in July and then you have the festivals now. And you plant garlic then in in late September and October.
1: Oh, so we can be planting now.
3: You can be planting starting now or a little later on in September when it cools down a bit more.
1: Everyone says... Garlic is so easy to grow. You'd be so stupid to mess it up. <laughs> is it true?
3: <laughs> yes, pretty much. You can set it and forget it to a degree. You plant it You plant it in September, October. Okay. So, sits, I mean, people who are listening who are interested
1: in it, they could they'd be planning to do this in a couple of weeks.
3: The trick is but use Ontario garlic. Don't buy the supermarket garlic. Uh, plant the garlic that grows here already, which okay. you get in a, in a farmer's market or at places like the Toronto Garlic Festival, and you, you plant it in the soil about two or three inches down. Mm-hmm. Each clove you plant in the soil.
1: Oh, so you're not planting a whole head of garlic. No, That's you're breaking different.
3: it into the respective clove. Each clove is a seed.
1: Oh so I just plant... I just plop the clove
3: into the ground. Pop the clove with this, keep the skin on, mm-hmm. pointy end facing up. Yeah. And put it in the soil. That's the that's the very quick description <gasps> how to do it. You
1: would have to be an idiot to mess it up, but yeah, I would mess it up. That's the thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Probably not. I'm sure you'd have great garlic.
1: Can that be grown in a container or should it is it best in the ground?
3: It's best in the ground. You okay. can grow it in a container like if you're on a have a patio or something or or in a condo. Mm-hmm. But over winter, you should insulate that container so it doesn't get suddenly cold.
2: Ah,
1: okay.
3: An old blanket or newspapers or straw.
1: So it just sits and it sleeps for the winter?
3: It sleeps. It, there's something <laughs> I'm clearly mother- a gardener. <laughs> it, it needs that cold. You can plant it in the spring, but typically mm-hmm. a lot of garlic growers will say they, they, they actually plant their garlic in the, in the fall for okay. a variety of reasons.
1: And then you, and it starts popping up, what, spring it or starts summer? starts
3: to come up in the spring.
1: All right. So, if we wanted to uh, plant or grow our own garlic, then just the just the clove. That sounds yeah, really quite easy. It is.
3: It's really easy. It's just that we, you know, we've forgotten this knowledge, growing things. Yeah. it seems really foreign, and it, it is really foreign. I tried and to
1: grow things on my balcony this year with with mixed success.
3: <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's it's. It feels really good to grow the garlic. I love growing my garlic and harvesting it.
1: Well, my uh, my mom was just here last week. My mom came to visit from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and uh, she always leaves a, her suitcase is always empty because she basically comes here, plans to shop, and plans to like take clothes from my closet and and take them home. Yeah. Usually, she brings me some lobster. Instead, she opened up her suitcase. There was no lobster. She said, I didn't have time to get some lobster in her suitcase. She had garlic from her garden. That's hysterical. She, <laughs> she brought me uh, prom- a. <laughs> Probably about like 15 to 20 yeah. bulbs of garlic from her garden. They're little. I mean, I don't know what the variation in size is normally. Yeah. Um, they're quite small. And then she went onto my balcony and she said, they need to dry out a little bit. And she
3: just laid them out in the sun. Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's this is what you just told me is it's a story that has repeated over and over how garlic... Got, came to Canada in part, it was in suitcases. But <laughs> well, we're talking 2016. <laughs> but well, but, it, but it's, it's over the 19th century, early 20th century. Yeah. People would come here, uh, immigrants from Eastern Europe, Asia, and a lot of the times they would bring seeds because they were pl- planning to be farmers and, mm-hmm. and, and, and figured they'd be growing their own food. So that was really crucial. Now when we travel, we, you know, we bring our suntan lotion. But yeah. <laughs> in days of old, they would bring seeds.
1: Which makes perfect sense, and I guess that's how we ended up with certain varieties or you know garlic here from it's, Asia. It's part of the story Europe. of how it
3: found its way here.
1: Now, um, when it comes to cooking with garlic, there's all these I find like on on the internet. There's all these tips, all these hacks for right. ways to to peel garlic, the best way to use it. I've I've adopted my mom's way, which is that you always chop it with a knife, mm-hmm. um, and that the garlic press that people have is just a gadget that I I don't really need. But you're you're actually quite a fan of the garlic press, right?
3: Uh, you know, at home actually, I don't often use the press. I just mm-hmm. put the, the clove on the on the cutting board. I whack it with the side of a knife, and then break the skin off. And whacking it. Not only does it break the skin off, but it it crushes all the cells in there, and that produces a a chemical called allicin, and that's the garlic flavor. So you're maximizing the potential to get the garlic out of it by really giving it a good whack. And then I'll chop it up as well.
1: Now, is there a a variety of garlic that is a little bit rare because maybe it's fussier to grow or uh, it doesn't yield as much for some reason?
3: There are. I mean, there are hundreds of strains of garlic. There will be a hundred or more types of garlic at the festival. And how
1: well, that really just blows my mind.
3: Yeah. some. I mean, some of the names, um, a few are like rosewood, Romanian red, Czech broadleaf, music, Armenian, Ukrainian hot, Hungarian. So among these garlic, there are different uh, sizes, um, colors of the, of the bulb. And then when you break it open and cook with it, different flavor potential, different sizes. So some people complain, oh, I, I like... A big clove, mm-hmm. you, you know, a small clove is great because you might be using it in a dish where you don't need a lot of garlic and you can use a small clove. Um, and then how they taste is uh, depends on how you cook with them.
1: Well, I was going to ask you if there is uh, a real variety or range in terms of flavor. I think people know garlic. Like you can taste raw garlic in a dish and you can say, yeah. oh, that's... That's got a bite of raw garlic. But in the different types of garlic, is there a huge range in in flavor? Is it like wine where there's, you know, hundreds of little nuances? Somewhat.
3: So it's it's challenging because tasting garlic is like staring at the sun. It's really intense, (laughs) right? So like, there but, has to
1: be a cap as but, to how much garlic you can taste yeah, at one time. but
3: there is there is a there is a, a variation. Um, the music garlic I mentioned, which is a porcelain variety, is very hot and spicy. Mm-hmm. Rocambo garlic tend to be a little bit more mild. So depending on uh, you know think of terroir and and grapes and how they flavor vary from season to season and from farm to farm, and even within a farm field, things like sun. Um, temperature, water, all those things can affect how a garlic bulb tastes. Um, but how you prep it, so when I just described crushing the garlic to mm-hmm. get more of that flavor out of it versus, say, roasting it, you mm-hmm. we'll get a different flavor where you're, you're getting more of the caramelization. How long you cook it, if you're going to put it in the beginning of the dish or toward the end. Hence, So the garlic shot station we spoke about, you go, you're putting garlic in at the very end, you're not even really cooking it much, you're going to get a real... Kick of garlic.
1: Now the garlic shot is that I I picture that as people doing a shot like a tequila shot of garlic.
3: Well, but no, what they do, what they do what is I they'll have, they'll have a dish. They might have just got a, a dish from they might, they might have just got a dish from one of the chefs. So mm-hmm. like the, the we've got a, a fellow doing ribs in black garlic beer sauce. Nice. So you can get some some ribs from Chef Ryan Gatner walk over to the garlic shot station and get, get a shot of raw garlic ah, straight on that dish. It's
1: like an extra condiment almost, right? Exactly. It's like getting a little extra zing on Ex- top.
3: Exactly. Or you may, if you're going to be doing the um, garlic breath contest, which we have at the festival. Please tell me more. So we use something called a gas chromatograph, which me- measures <laughs> volatile compounds in the parts per billion and you breathe into a syringe yes. and your breath gets measured.
1: Oh, so it's not a human who's judging.
3: No. Oh no, my like God. Have- I was
1: like, what a terrible job. Yeah, thought, who signs up I for thought, that? would
3: I get like retired wrestlers to do that <laughs> job as judges? That is so, so awful. So we use a machine that measures, <laughs> measures the, the garlic in, in, in very scientifically. Okay. So there are a lot of people who want to cheat. We allow oh. cheating. Oh. So you would go to the garlic shot station, get a shot of, eat a shot of raw garlic yeah. straight and then yes. go head straight to the... Garlic Breath Contest.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. That, you know, that makes a lot of sense because when I saw Garlic Breath Contest, the, I honestly was thinking, who would sign up to judge that? But it's actually a very scientific measurement it's very scientific. in terms of who has the
3: worst. Yeah, but, Do you
1: hand out mints at the end?
3: Um, well, you can – there's parsley and lemon and there are certain <laughs> – There's the other things. There's a, you know, <laughs> it it's a It's a um badge of honor, I think, to have garlic breath when you're leaving the garlic breath contest.
1: well, it certainly is, and if you live anywhere nearby, you'll certainly know what's going on. Thank you so much, Peter okay, thank uh, you. Peter's also kindly offered to give away some uh, passes, but if you want to win a pair of passes, just email him info at Toronto Garlic Festival. Dot ca and uh, he's kindly offered 10 pairs of admission passes to the festival. If you want to find out more, you can always go to the website, Uh Can't wait to smell you all. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be really great. Uh, just a reminder, I'm off of pi next weekend. Thanks for your texts in as well, and I'll let uh, the winners of the home show tickets know that uh, tickets will be waiting there for them. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I'll be back in two weeks.